Hello, I'm Stacey Murda, health coach and yoga teacher, passionate about supporting your health and well-being. This wellness podcast is focused on bio-individuality, knowing that one size does not fit all. As a coach, it is my goal to empower you with the knowledge, tools and techniques you need to make the right decisions to support your health goals. I hope it brings you the inspiration that you need. Hello, this week I am joined by financial wellness coach Rashida Caton-Khan. As well as a financial wellness coach, she's a dear friend of mine. She has over 15 years of experience working with businesses and individuals as a financial advisor in corporate banking, a leadership and personal development trainer. She's also on a debt panel and a kinesiology practitioner. Rashida is known to many as a wellness and wealth inspiration. Thousands have benefited from her work to empower people with the education, tools and resources needed to live a healthy and wealthy and meaningful life. She has hosted and spoken at a number of events and corporate training functions across the Middle East, the UK and parts of India and Singapore. These particular experiences have given her an expertise in business, financial and wellness empowerment. In the midst of her success, and to everyone's total surprise, in 2006, 26-year-old Rashida learned that she was riddled with cancer from her diaphragm to the top of her skull. Chances of survival were slim, and ever since then, Rashida has avidly worked to live a better and richer life, and to teach others the life-changing lessons she only realised herself after being diagnosed with cancer. Rashida is a lover of life, a visionary full of passion, an educator, and a philanthropist at heart. I absolutely love this conversation with Rashida. I can't wait for you to listen. It is a long one, but I hope you enjoy it and get all that you need from it. Enjoy the podcast. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so excited to Hi. have you on the podcast. Finally, I mean, we're episode four or something into the new podcast, but we've been speaking about this for ages and I'm so excited to get chatting to you today and give the listeners a little bit more of an insight on what you do. So welcome Rashida. I'm Thank so excited you. to have you. Financial you. wellness. Congratulations as well. Well done you. Keep going. Oh, thank you. But financial well-being is what we want to discuss today. And you are, for me, the pioneer in this field. And it's been an area that you've been focused on for a long, long time before the wellness kind of scene has exploded. Um, so let's get into it. Mm-hmm. So let's get a little bit more into tell from you and about you as a financial wellness expert and how that all came about. Well, super. I mean, you know, I, I love this subject so much and simply because when it comes to finances and money, um, it kind of impacts every single area of our lives. And, you know, for me, it kind of started at a, at a very young age, I would sort of say. Um, I've always been, uh, my whole career has been around finance. And, you know, I trained in the UK as a financial advisor through the banking background. And even before that stage, like, you know, I, I would see, uh, I, I would say, you know, I, I grew up in a, um, 
you know, in a middle class uh, family and kind of always wanting a, a little bit more, I suppose, and looking at, you know, uh, across and kind of looking at all this wealth around the world and wondering, I always wondered, you know, what's the difference between those who have that level of wealth and those who don't? Like, is there a pathway there or is it you're simply born into uh, into wealth or you're not and for a very long time I believed that it was that was the case and mm. you know and, and my career you know no surprises went went that way around money and I, I kind of just wanted to um, be on that path of financial success and so mm -hmm. you know I kind of ran up that corporate ladder through the banking world um, of financial planning and you know and dealt with people who are in debt and dealt with people who are um, immensely wealthy you know and and over the years I found patterns um, you know and, and behaviors and psychological behaviors that were really um, the same and kind of rewinding back again somewhere sort of earlier on in my career um, I, you know, I, I was almost at, the, you know, at sort of a, a pivotal point of my of my career, a pinnacle point even, and um, and I, I, all of a sudden, I I actually got sick, and when I say sick, I mean, you know, it wasn't the cold or the flu, though I I never ever had the cold. I, I was one of those who I never really had a day off work sick, you know, and and yeah. like touch wood, I I never ever got sick. And so when I I did get um, ill, it was like this massive diagnosis all of a sudden, um, you know, at this pinnacle time in my uh, career. And I was diagnosed uh, with the last stage of cancer. Mm. And, you know, and, and again, I'm going to keep sort of fast forwarding and rewinding uh, for you just to yeah. some of the, you know, some of the, the key things that has really changed my life and have helped other people do so over the last sort of 10, 15 years. Um, you know, now I, I've kind of managed to rewind back and learn so much about why we get sick and, and why we could even get things like cancer itself. Like, how does it all come about? And mm -hmm. a, a lot of it, and I would say hand on heart now, knowing what I know now and the knowledge that I have now and the experience and expertise that I delved into over the last 15 years, um, hand on heart, I know that nine, more than 95% of illnesses, even diagnoses like cancer, come from um, our emotions, come from suppressed emotions. 100%, yeah. You know, levels of, of, of stress, and, mm -hmm. and stress, I mean, like, you know, even just today I was reading about, um, you know, stress is also something that's emotional and, and stress can be good for us. It, it really, you know, things, our immune system, doesn't it? It elevates our, our immune system, our adrenaline. It gives us the power to go and take action. Yes. Um, so there's a level of stress that's uh, stress. It's not so much stress is bad for us, but it's the distress that we let it cause you know and yeah. so this accumulation which really helped me to build up my career into people well-being mm -hmm. 
and you know and then we got into you know corporate well-being and 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 really i want you to reach the masses and and the people of influence and people spend so much time at work we spend so much of our of our time of mm. our lives in our working environment that we are also heavily influenced by that environment right yeah. how many people do we know of who have worked their entire life and they're waiting to retire so they can live a life that they dreamed of yeah get to retirement and the statistics are so high you know there's so many people die in their first year of retirement because they no longer That's know crazy. who they are you know they were just this working machine mm -hmm. so you know so really this this sickness or this period of my time of my life where I really thought I was going to die I mean the doctor said you've got six weeks and if we can treat you you, you know maybe we can prolong your life for about six months and you know and, and then you know of course I you know I healed from this this was now over nearly it's 15 years ago in fact wow. um, yeah you know so and, and it's, it's crazy because I remember when you got that sign off at oh 10 goodness. years can you and like and, and I'm okay. still learning all the mm. time I'm still learning about how our body is so magnificent and how our one of the most essential jobs that we have is to become very conscious of our body and our, of our movements and and well-being is so so essential and again just marrying the two like what is financial well-being and why I think you know I, I was at the forefront of that was because you know I spent sort of my early career just really chasing this level of success that I learned from the world like the world told us to be successful you really have to have an amazing career and you have to have lots of money and that gives you you know everything and yeah. so I, I chased that I wanted that level of success I was always like hungry you know and um and so when I had that, and, I, and as I said, I was at this stage where like, I was earning more money than I ever thought possible. I was in a position that I never, you know, I, I thought you'd have to be near retirement to get to such a position, you know, because you'd have to put in the time. And at that time, you know, I thought, wow, like, you know, I, I've got that level of success. And then I was given this diagnosis. And all of a sudden, the value of all this money Mm -hmm. and boom, and became zero it, it had no value and I thought oh my god like you know I wanted to do so much more like I remember one of the things that I, I felt so sad about was oh my god like I just wanted to have a wonderful husband and have have children like that was one of the things I was looking forward to experiencing in life and here I was or I thought I was at the end of my life at the age of 26 by the way and I thought I've, I've missed out on that and so what I know is that actually when you come to the last hour of your life you're not going to talk about your amazing career you're not going to talk about all that money you've 
accumulated in, in your investment portfolio, in your property portfolio. You're going to talk about all the experiences that you created and that you were part of. You're going to talk about all the people that had meaning in your life that you gave meaning to. And you're going to talk about, you know, my God, what did I do with my life? Right. Yeah. And this is a new wisdom, Stacey. Like we could no. sit here now and, and ask the elderly if you have the privilege to have be close to you know elderly people. My God, sit there and talk to them. What would you have done differently? And we know yeah. it. They all say, "I wish I had done more things to make me happy. I wish I had done more things that I wanted to pursue." Yeah. And that's what it's about and and so what I learned in that process was money and finance was actually so important it was such an integral part of our lives because we live in such world where that's how we trade right we you mm -hmm. know we to buy so we have a, a standard of living um, we have a basic standard of living that we we also need we food on the table we need a roof over our head and all of these things so it's essential and, and what I learned was that it's essential part of building a successful life yeah it wasn't the success of life do, do you know mm -hmm. what I mean so it was like actually taking care of some things was essential to life and I would say that their life's maintenance right it's just yeah. meant to, you have a machine you need to take care of the machine you need to you know service it and all of those things it's very much the same thing you need to you know have, have the machine do its job you need to sustain its environment so as human beings it's the same thing we're, we're in fact the most incredible machine that ever exists and probably will ever exist right so I learned you've got to take care of three things to build success and one is certainly your your wealth but let's start with health because we all know that one right so yes yes you have to take care of your health wherever you want to go you have to take your body with you you have to take yeah. your, your your mind with you like you have mm -hmm. to take your abilities your physical ability your whole physiology with you Right. Mm -hmm. People say, oh, you know, I wish I'm so vital. Like one of the things I, I have to take care of my health because I want to be so vital to play with, never mind just my children, but my grandchildren. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a burden, a health burden um, on my children or my grandchildren. Right. Mm -hmm. Or on others. So maintaining my health is pivotal as it is for everyone maintaining mm -hmm. um you know your finances again it's just like maintenance it's something that we need to do to be able to give us some freedom to choose mm -hmm. right so yeah it's choose that makes our life it's not you know it, it's not the fact that we the choice that we have so dealing with finance is so important yeah and, you know and and the 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 thing that I found is that we focus so much on on the money and and we should but to to an extent where this is so important I need to deal with it I need to do something about it I need to address it put things in place so I can no longer focus on it so I can yes. leave it be and do its thing so I can continue building my experiences I can still continue yeah. and not having that worry or that stress that's gonna then impact number one your health yes 
and the world's exploded like you know finance troubles and financial stresses in homes all over the globe like yeah. you know covid and that this whole pandemic took down so many businesses so many homes and left people in financial devastation right the mm -hmm. rise of inflation is leaving people in financial devastation like mm -hmm. you know, across the uk people are so worried about when they are out of their fixed rate from their rate from their mortgage how mm -hmm. are they going to pay for an inflated mortgage rate like you you're going to go from two three percent to eight percent that's going to triple your mortgage repayment, right? So yeah. this financial worry has, has become like, you know, so intense and intensified. And, I, and I've, I've learned that financial stress or money is one of the most highly emotionally charged subjects that exist. It mm -hmm. impacts so many emotions. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, and let me get to that third thing before, you know, yes. we delve more into it. And the third thing is your relationships. Like you, you've got to take care of your your I, I call it your spiritual well-being, right? Your relationship yeah. with yourself, your relationship with your 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 loved ones, your relationship with strangers, with colleagues, your relationship with your your creator, your lord, your maker, right? So yeah. it's expanding on that you know spiritual self that spiritual elevation and it's those three things when you do those three things you have a clear mindset a clear consciousness to be able to then be present mm -hmm. you know I've, I've seen people say oh money's not important and they have the privilege of saying that because yes. they're in a good financial position yes the thing is, is money is not important unless you have none. It's like oxygen. Yeah. Right. And I think, you know, as well, when it comes to those diagnoses as well, Rashida, you know, money is important very much so then because, mm -hmm. you know, if you need to take time away from work, your career is no longer there. The income is no longer there but you need to be able to heal your body, rest, recover, and give it all the vital nutrients and everything that it needs, which of course then costs money. Yeah. You know, and care costs money. And yeah, I encourage people to, yes, you know, go through um, the traditional medical route and mm. explore, you know, all these avenues of natural remedies because, you know, I believe and I've witnessed so many times that everything that we need, every medication, if we call it, that we need is grown on this planet. Like yes. it exists somewhere, whether it's in our min in the minerals, in the rock foundation, in herbs, in vitamins, whether it's just in our mindset of the way we think positively, you know, it, everything exists. So for you to even explore that to help your healing also has a price, right? You, yeah. you want to buy like, you know, I watch your, your uh, posts and, you know, buy this superfood and, and this superfood because we can't get it in the foods right now, you know, and it's no point in comparing. Exactly. Yeah, we can start comparing with, you know, our grandparents because all the nutrients were in the fruits and vegetables then. You know, yeah. They're, yeah, they're not now. And you know that more than I do. So to 
buy these things to engage in you know in that kind of well-being it's also needed you know to Mm -hmm. go to sports classes and things like that you know that's also needed right Mm -hmm. and if you have no money there are still avenues for you to engage in natural healing so you know definitely and 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 also I remember you know during my recovery or during my sort of um, treatment when I was having chemotherapy and and things like that I I was at the hospital every single week and so I'd sit there you know with my bunch of colleagues let's call them all chemo chemo buddies and we all have and we come every week so you know you kind of get to know each other and and, you know and yeah for like six months plus and I I saw a woman there who she'd come and you know and, and spoke to and and she was so financially distressed she was so worried about how her children are going to to go and just what you said like she couldn't go to work she Mm -hmm. she you know she couldn't go to work so it impacted her a lot financially and she was so worried about that that she she I mean she died in the end she died during that process of of trying to heal Mm -hmm. and you know and did financial distress was that part of it you know I don't believe so I always believe that when you've come to the end of your life that's already already written it's already in our destiny if you call like to call it you know so perhaps she was going to die anyway perhaps it was always her time but she Mm -hmm. spent her last days her last months in this financial distress right and I thought my god you know I had insurances in place Mm-hmm. Only because I was in the field of finance, yes. I was well protected, right? I didn't think I would ever need it to claim on my critical life insurance, you know, critical insurance. Um, at the because most 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 people in their mid twenties, Rashida, probably don't have these things in place. And you know, hard. I wouldn't have. I was in finance, and I always had this belief: I can't, you know, sell something to somebody if I don't have that. Yeah. So I I had all of these. So part of my, you know, was to explore what they are and how we need them. And, and, you know, and it was something where, again, if you when you when you know, you know, that we have to take care of our finances, do it, deal with it. And and you don't need to think about it again. Yes. So Mm -hmm. I was okay financially. And, you know, I worried about her and I felt sad about her situation. And I was so sad when she passed away. And, you know, it was like one day I came in and she was no longer there, you know. Yeah. And and I wondered if the, if she didn't have, if she had the money in place, would she still be alive? I wondered that at that time. And now again, you know, because of my spiritual elevation, um, I do believe it was her time, but I do believe she did not, she could have spent her last moments, her last months in joy, right? Yes, more, yeah, more restful, more at peace than, yeah. yeah. And enjoyed her last moment. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I remember thinking of a time where, wow, I'm at my last hour. Okay, if it's my time, it is my time. So I didn't fight death. I was just sad that I had no more time. Mm-hmm. And you know and I remember having a conversation uh, with God saying you know um, you better give me all that stuff I wanted when I get up there <laughs> you know since you want me early 
yeah um you know and 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 I remember thinking wow I am at the end of my life and I remembered making a decision to say I'm going to do things that are joyful like you know everybody around me was almost mourning already right they were in that morning mm-hmm. and I thought wow I'm still here like I'm still here you know and, and I thought to myself you know what I'm sorry but you can do that when I've gone you know I'm not yeah. going to be part of my own mourning I mean that's the only privilege of death like everybody else gets to do that you're long gone you know yeah and and um and I remember making that decision at that, that time and I remember that pivotal moment and um and I looked and, and I thought no I, I'm alive and I'm going to be alive every single day until I'm I'm no longer you know, mm-hmm. and I realized that actually, when one is given such a diagnosis, and again, whether it's you or a family member, right, and we all know what that's like, everybody's diagnosed, it doesn't matter who that that patient is. But when you're given that diagnosis, you can make a choice then to mm-hmm. choose death from that moment until your physical body dies, right, or your physical, yeah. until that that moment, or you can still choose life. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like, you know, I didn't know that, you know. And I thought, wow, so many people choose death. Oh my God, why would you choose to die when actually you are still very much alive? And mm. so then, Stacey, like my entire career. But it's that frame of sorry, it's that frame of mind though, isn't it, Rashida? Depending on where you're at at that point, where that diagnosis gnosis comes your way I suppose you know because I remember having a conversation with dad when he was diagnosed and like as a family and he said that he wouldn't go through treatment if he was a single man like with no family like Mm -hmm. if we hadn't have existed Mm -hmm. then he knew in his mind that he would have given up Mm. whereas like collectively as a family we were like no you're fighting this and you're having treatment you and know and, that, right like he yeah not a, a a a single being right you you are one almost yes you know you're all your individuals and and that's how we're all like as humans we're, we're all sort of connected and made up we're mm-hmm. not uh we're not designed to be a singular cell we're designed no. to be, you know, with, with others and, 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 and all of them, you know, they mm-hmm. said, and, and, and so it almost goes against the natural grain, you know, and, and, and that's why this time that we're in right now has created all of this sort of, you know, illness to explode because this mm-hmm. pandemic really went against the entire grain of this isolation right everybody's now in isolation and you know think of think of the prisoner the highest form of punishment is what yes solidarity solidarity combinement yeah imagine the highest form of a punishment you know somebody's done gravely wrong whatever they've committed whatever Uh in whatever um you know whatever crime they have committed if one wants to punish them the deepest level they will put them in solidary confinement well the world was put in solidary confinement yeah. we are now facing the highest levels of suicide depression anxiety all these mental illnesses we're calling them right yeah 
And, and, and so here we are today. And what I've learned is that, you know, finances is a huge part. When they are not right, when they're not dealt with, they, they are a huge cause of this worry and this, you know, financial, financial stress. Yeah. And it's an area I think as well that has a little bit of taboo on it that people don't like to discuss finances. Mm. They think maybe it's a little bit crass or, you know, they don't like, you know, I suppose even women in particular find it difficult even asking for pay rises in the workplace. Mm. You know, <laughs> when I've had to ask for pay rises in the past, then my boss has turned around and says, well, what are you going to do extra? <laughs> it's like have you not seen what I've done for you already (laughs) and it's actually placing the value of what I'm doing but I think you know we don't even in friendship groups we don't tend to I mean we do but like in a lot of friendship groups they wouldn't necessarily talk about investments or finances or anything I remember when I first moved home and um in my first corporate job here there was girls in their mid-20s and they were talking about saving for a mortgage and I was just like what mm. like at 25 I moved to Dubai mm. <laughs> I moved to the Middle East and I had no plans to get a mortgage mm. and you know happily rented um in the Middle East and mm. had the most amazing apartments mm. you know and it just it blows my mind that those next generations are still believing that and they're still thinking that way and they have a focus more so on getting a mortgage more so than what's going to support their well-being or take away those yeah. stressful moments that may occur in life you're right and it's almost a very confusing time I think right now you know where before nobody spoke about money you know like you said it it was because it's quite revealing isn't it you know like I said yeah. highly emotionally charged subject the most emotionally charged so it's quite revealing and it almost puts you in this vulnerable state and mm-hmm. so you know we kind of learn not to expose ourselves like that right so Mm -hmm. uh, you know so there's all of that and then there's this now you know the um, gen x and the you know millennial well I I think I fall under millennial just about so you know the gen x and the ones after the xxx I don't know the x-men I think is coming next yeah I don't know I lose track (laughs) Um, you know, so th- there's a generation there that want, uh, you know, are privileged to want more and have that yes. deserving of more. Why should I have to work? I don't have to prove myself to you. I I have my own self-worth, right? So we've gone from proving myself for the next 40 years so I can get a good position before I retire, yes. right, to why should I have to prove yourself? I, you know, I need to just have my own self-confidence and self-worth and so on. Um, and I know what my value is. And you've just graduated and not had a, a job yet, right? Yeah. So we've kind of gone this 180 degrees uh, spectrum. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of talk around sort of money right now. And that is like, I want X, Y, and Z, you know, I want to have this standard of living. I mm. want to have my own business. I want to generate, um, you know, all this wealth. And, and now because of 
the explosion of social media, you know, we yes. can see like how all these new avenues of wealth building has, uh, you know, has, has has become reachable to so many. And you know, these are great things. It's just, you know, how, how do we balance all the, the good values so we can really make, you know, financial and well-being come together and, that, and that's how I've always married them because because I know it impacts every single area of your life mm -hmm. but it's not your life it's almost this tool that can fuel every single area it's yeah. money so important deal with it you know address it so you can do all the other things that you want to pursue and some you need money for some you need time for some you need expertise for some you need other people for right yes. and so my my thing is always like you know now when I do like things like goals and things like that it's it's now not about you know the the money target or the career target right mm -hmm. it's about what's the lifestyle target like what are the things yes. you want to pursue and you know um, your your bucket list is no longer things I want to do before I die, assuming I'm going to die at old age, but it's mm -hmm. uh, what do I want to do this year? If I could do yeah. something, one magical thing this year in amongst all of the essentials and, you know, and the necessities, what's that one magical thing? And mm -hmm. it doesn't need to be um, huge or grand, but it needs to be magical, right? It doesn't need to cost so much money. It, it may even cost nothing. It could cost something. Mm -hmm. right? But what is that? So I always encourage people, like, you know, have that one magical thing that you really want to pursue this year because it's those things that make up your meaning of your life, right? It's those things. It's those. And, and I always say now, like, for your goals, right? What are your character goals? Who do, if you want, to do because we're easy so what's our goals oh well I want to do this do this do that and I learned one time and it was in a, a Tony Robbins course was scrap that start with or if you started with that I want to do 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 now scrap it and say to yourself who do I need to be yes to be able to do x y and z like who do I need to be yeah and 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 that really what I what I love about that is it really starts to um highlight to yourself like when I leave this planet, you know, what do I want to be remembered for? Because nobody will remember what you did. We know this, right? They'll always remember yeah. how you made them feel, like who you were. Who mm -hmm. you were. That's that's your biggest asset. So yeah. goal planning for me is about that. Like who do you need to be? for that do you need more resilience well go get that then your goal should be getting more resilience because your goal yes. is to prepare yourself to be the person who can carry out those tasks I want to be so yes. charitable I want to build a, a this 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 I want to have my own business well find a role model who's doing that like I want to be super wealthy find the mm -hmm. role model who's do not don't just find a super wealthy person who is um you know oppressed yeah who's an oppressor right yeah find a wealthy person who you want to also model their character mm -hmm. and I always say that's what that's what I think your financial goals should look like 
Like, mm-hmm. what do I want? Who do I need to be? And, you know, and what role model is there that, that you know, and, and like, who are they? You know, because mm-hmm. once you model yourself to that, that, that how-to part becomes easy because you're more than halfway there. You are yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. You are, You just need the logistical uh, part of pulling it all together. Mm-hmm. And that's it, I think, as well, like you touched on it a little there is I think, you know, and not necessarily a generational thing, I think maybe across the board because of social media, this distinction between need and want is quite blurred, you know, so a lot of people be like, oh, I need that, you know, where it's like, but do you really, you know, or is it just a want situation here? Because I suppose I don't, I've always been able to distinguish that, you know. So even if I was going shopping and I seen like a gorgeous coat, then I would be like, but I do I need that, mm-hmm. you know? And then I'd be processing in my brain, like, what can I donate in my wardrobe to be able to welcome that new piece mm-hmm. into my wardrobe, if that makes sense, you know, yeah. to kind of kind of rationalize it and give myself room to kind of make it viable whereas a lot of the um financial options now you know so you can buy something online and pay it in three or four installments and I'm talking about a dress Mm. you know so like on you know these websites where you go shopping online you can get whatever you want in four installments and for me like I didn't grow up in that you know like that wasn't available you know and I social media started in Bebo and Mm. we had MSN messenger you know we didn't have all this online shopping so you literally went into a store and you bought it for the cost price Mm. and you didn't even use credit cards either so that wasn't a thing but now you know I know quite a quite a lot of people now that have sadly ended up bankrupt Mm. and you know again I think it's down to poor financial judgments but also I think it's the financial pressures of that outside world Mm. if that makes sense you know because people feel that pressure that in order to be um I suppose it feel like they're fitting in with friends or that they can afford this just like their friends can or what have you they feel the need to if that makes sense and it just, and, and that is like worldwide right it's, yeah you know as as sort of you know in the western world we say keeping up with the joneses right yes and and that's very much uh also part of human nature you know like there's always something we think oh you know i, I wish um, I wish I had that too, you know. Yes. So we, we all kind of do that to an extent. And, and you're right, like, it's kind of saying to yourself, right, right, well, let me look at this um, in a different way, right? And, and what mm-hmm. you said about, you know, welcoming a new coat and what how how you can remove something so you can welcome that's very nice like that's that is a really nice way of of looking at it because 
you know, it's not about denying ourselves. And right now, like we're in, a, again, a world, a time where like, you know, we're in such a, an, an incredible time right now where, you know, we want instant gratification. Yeah. And in fact, we've always wanted instant gratification since we were born. We wanted instant gratification, like where, where I need feeding and I need feeding now, you know, and, and chemistry, you know, and chemically, biologically we don't learn that sense of of waiting um you know for a good few years right so mm-hmm. it is part of human nature to want this instant gratification now what's happened it's readily available before it wasn't yes. available like we didn't have your you know you're right there weren't the credit cards there weren't you know um all, all of these other means and this uh, pay you know buy address and and pay it in three installments right yeah so it's encouraging us to to continue with this instant gratification and feeding that right mm-hmm. and when you put that together with poor financial judgment um over you know and, and you put sort of emotion over um objectivity let's say mm-hmm. you know that's where things can start to get tricky because one finds themselves all of a sudden you see the only reason the only way that system works is because you continue to get an income right yes you continue to uh spend within your your means yeah so, having this availability of instant gratification on credit, you start to spend without knowing um, above your means because mm-hmm. that item costs, let's say, a uh, hundred pounds, euros, a hundred bucks, let's say. And, um, you know, you're, you're only paying over four, so you're paying 25 at a time. And mm-hmm. you know you can afford 25, so it's kind of within your means, but actually the item was a hundred, so it's not. And the more you do that, then you will end up finding yourself way over your means and your system will collapse because either you'll not be able to get any more credit or your income will stop for some reason, right? Mm-hmm. You are made redundant, you you fall sick, you, um, you know, whatever you have some sort of emergency where you need to come out of that work yeah so then the system breaks down right Mm -hmm. and 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 that's really the whole reason or the whole well yes reason behind the entire credit crunch so the previous um you know um, market crash was recorded credit crunch and that was because life was being lived on credit and then yes. when the system went down, it was like, oh, my God, you know, and and at that time, like, you know, in the Middle East, people were buying houses like it was a bank account. They'd buy a house in the morning, do the exchange. And by evening, they'd sold that house and they'd made a lot of cash. But when the yes. system failed, those who were left in that gap where they still owned that house all of a sudden owned millions of dirhams. Right? Yeah. So, and it is about financial judgment. And again, mm. I have this thing about, you know, balance it. It's, it's, I don't encourage save, 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 save. So one day you could enjoy the life that you deserve. Make a mm. balance. Like there's nothing wrong with wanting something. Just work yeah. out the how. It might, like you said, you know, you might not be able to get it 
thing but you, your brain starts to think how can uh, how can I welcome that into my life yes so it's all about what we say to ourselves so ask mm -hmm. yourself a better question instead of I want this now can I have this now yes mm -hmm. you forgot to ask at what cost yes right I can't, you can have it yes can, mm -hmm. I mean you can have it now yes at what cost Whereas if you say, right, how can I invite this into my life? Now your brain's going to say, instead of answering yes or no, it's going to say, right, let me think about this objectively. I do really want this. How can I bring it in? What do I need? At what cost? What do I need to say no to if I want to say yes to this? Yes. And, and actually, this is one of the biggest strategies I teach. It's learning to say um, yes. And knowing what you're saying no to, learning to say no so you can say yes to something, right? Yes. And again, you know, I said, I've been doing this for over 15 years in the world mm -hmm. of my finance. And, and yes, over those years, it's expanded really to financial well-being as opposed to just financial planning, you know. Mm -hmm. And I've seen the same pattern. I've worked with people in a severe debt. I've worked with people who just started savings. I've worked with people who want to start saving, people who already have a portfolio, people who have lost money, made money, and people who are, again, immensely wealthy, right? Mm -hmm. Wealth I aspire to. And uh, what I found is it all comes down to this financial judgment, the way that they spend. And, yes. you know, and I, and I always call it the yes and no strategy. If you say yes to something, know what you're saying no to. If you're saying yeah. no to something, have in mind like what you're saying yes to and choose consciously. Right. Choose mm -hmm. it. Yes, I really want this. That means I have to say no to this. OK, I'm yeah. going to do that. I really want this. It means I have to say no to this. You know what? This no, I don't want to. That's more important to me. So at, on this occasion, I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. Or I'm not going to do that now. Mm -hmm. you know? So it's it's about when you're looking at like budgeting. So yeah. I always think about budgeting. Budgeting is is the number one cause of of debt right how, when people fail financially i'll say right let me look at how you are spending and yes. traditionally we call it budgeting right we call it budgeting yeah. and i moved away from that because when we say budgeting it means limitation what do i have to put a budget on like how much what what limit can I, do i have to put on things so immediately right. Our mindset is like, oh, I don't want to do this, you know, because I'm not expanding anything. I'm having to limit, right? So I moved away from calling it budgeting. And now I just call it a, a planner, like a spending planner, right? Yeah. If I said to you, you know, do your budgeting or let's do your spending planner, which one do you want to do? Well, I'm probably the wrong one to ask because <laughs> oh, you know we're, think... we're no, you know we're recording, Stacey. You got to stay with the script, mate. <laughs> but I think because I always did do budgeting, so I've always had Excel spreadsheets, like you know, so at different points when I had to kind of rein my spending in. I and even to this day, I have spreadsheets of what my income is going to be looking like that month. And, and so here's you know, the question: Then is it something that you you do with lightness and joy, or is it something yes. that you kind of do like right? I need to just get this done. No, so it's kind of normal for me, so that when I'm doing it, 
I'm then looking at it and saying, right, what do I need to do more of? Or can I take a break this month? You know, and it's hard not to crack people. So let's in a different (laughs) way, right? Okay. And and this is interesting because a lot of people are also in this place. Mm. And so I would say, okay, so forget the past for a second. I'm gonna give you some words, right? Yeah. And I want you to just just for a second, close your eyes and just get into the feeling of like being conscious of of your emotion, right? So Mm -hmm. we take a deep breath, okay. Still trying to crack this nut. Okay, right. So just get into your emotions. So I'm going to give you some words, right? And mm-hmm. just tell me, like, you know, the, the immediate emotion that comes into play, or if it's neutral, it's neutral, or, or like, you know, what's the shift, or maybe your breathing change or something like that, right? So okay. if I said um, holiday. Yeah. Yeah. If I said spending. um hesitant hesitant yeah if i said finance um nothing shifted there just feels fine just like no shift like neutral yeah neutral if i said money flowing to me wealth um It's something that I'm striving for. Um, expenses. Um, I don't know. Budget. Yeah, tightness. You feel. <laughs> okay. So, okay, we might be cracking this one. Okay, so come back to me now, Stacey. So. <laughs> You see, what happens is when something becomes normal, we almost neutralize our emotions, right? Yes. We kind of, you know, here and there. And and so what happens when it comes to budget, because you've always done that, I yes. would say that you've, no, you've definitely obviously normalized it, right? Because there's no yes. shift. But there's not a shift into lightness and joy and like, oh, I get to do budgeting, right? I get to now design my life, you know? Um, yeah. It's just this tightness and and as you said tightness and stiffness into right like it's this thing I need to just get done like it's not like Mm. it's just normal like it's just something you have to do right Mm -hmm. so what happens is with that again if it's a two percent tightness or something that neutralized feeling what happens is it 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 narrows down our brain focus right Mm -hmm. it's let me say this do you think that mindset is expansive or not expansive for sure like because for me you know there are periods of time where you know I think fear brings me into that scarcity mindset sometimes you know where you have that fear of low income so and then when you, when you stop feeling that say so when you feel mm-hmm. like I need to do budgeting and I need to like there's a little bit of tightness in my body yes uh, do you feel that you then have a, a, a narrower mind or more of a expansive mind? Of more like- expansive, because I think for me, it's, so I, it brings awareness, if that makes sense. So it brings that level of awareness where if that scarcity or that lower income's coming into play, then mm-hmm. it's like, right, well, what do I need to make that change? 
Yeah, and, you know. and so you know th this is great because what you've done is you've taken that um, those those limitations, right? Yeah, you've taken those and you've used them for fuel mm -hmm. to create that. What do I need to do to have this expansive way forward? Right? Yeah. So you know, whereas um, you know uh, others without that that constant work on doing that right mm -hmm. without having to without doing that and really really re reprogramming your mind to think that way right to mm -hmm. use negativity you to use pain as fuel to go forward right yeah most people say don't do that right no. fuel negativity and and tightness narrows people down right mm -hmm. so when when we do that then we're not able to make um, clear financial decisions because they're based no. on uh, um, the result of a fear, right? They're, they're yes. based on the scarcity. They're based on the fear of being in this position. So I, I need to make a decision based on that. Whereas mm -hmm. when you, and, and, you know, you must hold on to that expansive mind frame because when you look at it to say, right, what do I want? Like, you know, what am I trying to avoid? So I can say yes to this. So it's back to the, what do I yes. want to have no in my life? So I can say yes to this thing, right? Yes. So when it comes to budgeting, um, you know, you, it's it's looking at saying, right, it's what am I, I'm having to say no to certain things because I want to say yes to this. And mm -hmm. your focus needs to be on, and for you, it needs to stay on, what do I want to say yes to, right? Yes. So, and, 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 you know, so when we look at like, okay, looking at our spending planner, our expenses planner, or our money planner, mm -hmm. for example, it, it, it lowers almost these barriers of like, I need to limit myself in this exercise, right? Nobody mm -hmm. wants to limit themselves. So when you look at it like that, you know, you kind of look and say, right, I'm going to say, I'm only going to spend a hundred euros on this, um, because I want to be able to say yes to saving up for my business or I want to be able to say yes to that dress. I want to be able to say yes to that travel plan I really want. I want to say yes to that magical thing in my life that actually does require some money, right? Yeah. Um, I want to say yes to that. So it no longer feels like, oh, a budget because I have to budget on this. Yeah. Use and budget on that actually this exercise is going to help me to start saying yes because all you're doing is diverting some of those funds to the things now you want to say yes mm -hmm. so you know and, and and as i said you know i i found that the biggest reason that people fall into debt is because they did not do this exercise right mm -hmm. they, mm -hmm. they didn't say yes to the things they need to they didn't say yes to the things that they want to. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of had this constant instant gratification living. Yeah. And as I said before, the problem with that is the system, the house of cards will fall. Mm -hmm. It's going to give way at some point. And that's mm -hmm. depending on how much of that you've built on that credit foundation will determine how much falls down, right? Yeah. So, 
um, you know, so looking at the way you you spend money is so crucial, like across all statuses, if you like, and across all um, levels of um, people's income, right? Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, on whatever scale that is, it really comes down to becoming a conscious spender. And that's exactly it. It's being conscious of it, isn't it? Because it's just like keeping a food diary. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think, oh, I don't need a lot anyway. I don't know why I'm gaining weight. And then when they start to write it down, they're like, whoa, 3,000 calories? How did, <laughs> how yeah. did that happen? And you then know, someone buys your box of celebrations or Lindell chocolate, which is my favorite. And then you have it. <laughs> but yeah, so it's again, and I think as well in the world that we're living in where everything's tapped, like, mm -hmm. you know, and I know myself, you know, sometimes now, um, I don't take the receipt all the time because of the carbon on the receipt, um, which isn't good for us. So sometimes like I won't take the receipt a lot of the time. So if it pings up or whatever, then I'll take notice. And it's a bad habit because then I'm not aware of what I'm spending. Mm. You know, I'm not conscious of what I'm spending. But all Sorry, go on, sis. You you finish. But I think just when it comes to that spending planner, it's a great way to be. Like, so, you know, especially when, you know, I was on when I was moving home for a year or two beforehand, like I was very much conscious of the fact that I was in saving mode. So mm. as soon as my salary would come in, you know, rent, utilities, all of that was paid. And then a chunk was sent to my other account, you know, like for savings, you know, and I remember you always saying about paying yourself first, you know, so that was kind of paying myself first, if that makes sense. You know, that was my little chunk of savings. And I suppose, what does a spending planner look like? What are the, what should we be considering in kind of writing down if it is pen to paper or what have you, you know, to make those conscious decisions then of what I'm saying yes to this month yeah. you know and, and and again there's it's so crucial to get this bit right and I'm just going mm -hmm. to backtrack a second because I, I want to raise yes. this like you know you said about sort of tapping the cards um mm -hmm. and you know it's it's a bad habit the thing is is we're in that society now, yeah. aren't we? And, you know, mm -hmm. it's just easy. Like, you know, Apple Pay, even just the other day, I was with my niece and she's paying, like, you know, with, with her phone and I've seen her do it. And I said, oh, that's just so easy. Instead of, like, faffing around your bag, you know, and look in my bag, I've got a, a, a nappies and wipes and, you know, and kids this and that. And, and I have to find my purse and get my purse and get my car down. Sometimes I've left it somewhere. and And I just thought, gosh you know life of just being easy yeah and you just tap on your phone because you know dare you leave dare we leave our phones at home gosh you know what would the world come to yeah so, you know and, and I said to her I said like you know is it, it how safe is it like does it come off your card is it credit is it so I just asked her a few questions to understand yeah and and I thought I just have to do that like you know my concern was is it safe and it's it, you know yeah cyber security it's safe um and of course it's convenient and easy right yeah. so the thing is is we are 
living in that where you know like the younger generation they're not going to have a card you know they're, they're not gonna why because it doesn't make sense like why wouldn't I just tip tap and go yeah yeah so we're going to be in that so it's going to be less visible which is your concern as as to mm-hmm. how you do spend so instead of going and saying like okay I'm not going to do that because we're in a world where you're going to do that yeah now for those of us that didn't do that before and now we're doing that we have to ask ourselves right how do I then what do I need to do to still be conscious about how I spend yeah. right mm-hmm. so whether it's pen to paper once a month, what pen to paper every three months, whether it's your Excel spreadsheets, you know, what's your way, whether it's a um, a tracker, you know, there's so many apps, money apps, isn't there now on your, on your phone? Yeah. I haven't transitioned to those. <laughs> I don't know what that says about my age. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're there, right? So, yes. you know, so, um, it's like, so what do I need to find? tip tapping I always call it tip tapping so if I'm tip tapping my way through my shopping then yeah. um how, how do I remain conscious and that's the important thing the question to ask yeah. is how do I stay conscious about how I spend because we must right if you spoke to any successful uh and, and I'm talking about let's segment these areas of life i'm talking about wealth success right and again mm. somebody who displays success the way you are thriving for right in terms of character and all of those things um when you ask them about finances they know where every single euro is going like mm. they know they are extremely conscious so we know that one of the success strategies is to be conscious of how mm-hmm. you spend right so in a world of in the digital world we have to find those new ways now Mm -hmm. the ways that are coming up now of how do we become conscious now there's a good article for for us to write how do we become conscious of spending in the digital world of spending yeah Yeah. i should note that down and and do something about that (laughs) yeah i'll put it down here for you (laughs) yeah so i just wanted to just touch on that before I sort of go into how how do we do that exercise um you know when it comes to this sort of digital mode of of paying because it is part of our lives we are doing it more and more and more and the Mm -hmm. question to ask is how do I still say stay conscious of spending the moment you're no longer conscious that's when it becomes sort of uh, you know a bad habit yes not so much the the electronic way of paying the the tip tapping itself it's Mm -hmm. the the level of consciousness that 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 is that now like you said you know how how what do we what does that look like then in terms of consciousness and you know you mentioned pay yourself first again it's a success strategy that's certainly not you know come from me it's again when you look at modeling people who are where you want to be Mm -hmm. um, you look at that one of the success strategies for wealth is to pay yourself first which means impose your own tax like you know look at your first expense so when you look at expenses the first thing we think of is our home you know our rent our mortgage yes. our utilities you know those are the, usually the first thing our loans and you know and, and sort of liabilities you think of all of these mm-hmm. things so paying yourself first is is a mindset shift and when you look at like when I, you know, send out to, you know, my clients, the people I work with, uh, a spending planner, 
the first expense on there is actually savings right yeah. so one consider it as an expense because if you think about it it really is it's just a future expense isn't mm -hmm. it that's what the savings is is i want this thing it's going to cost me this but i don't want it now but i do want it then so i'm just going to put a little bit away over a period of time to yeah. get that then right so it's just a future expense so considering an expense and usually that future expense is usually one of your most or some of your most important expenses it could yeah. be you know my children it could be my business it could be my retirement it could be uh, you know my kids education their wedding their I, I don't know you know all these things could be my yeah. uh my magical trip that you know I wanted to do for years and years and years um so usually the the things that mean more to you are more important to you mm -hmm. Put them first, right? So put them first so they become your first expense. Now, for example, and I and I said first, think of it as imposing your own tax. If today the government said, wherever you're living, the government said, right, from and they announced from the first of the following month, there's going to be an increase of 10% tax. Mm -hmm. nobody's getting a salary increase nobody's getting you know and we all know cost of living is increasing goods and services are still increasing and they said there's going to be a 10 percent tax now there might be a few bleeps and stars cross your mind you might say them in your mind you might say them out loud you might share them with people the people might be sharing them with you but mm -hmm. there, there's going to be this talk about it yeah internally, externally whatever and and perhaps you're not going to be so happy about it right and you can think well I'm, they're squeezing me more and all of these things so we're going to go down that little path of of um you know why are they doing this but when the first of the next month comes you're still going to pay it and mm -hmm. you know and in in countries where tax income tax is paid first you're on the payee system then you 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 pay that tax even before the money arrives in your bank account yeah right and for those who are not, then they're, they're paying it at the end of the year or or halfway or for the smarter people, they're, take, you know, taking it off on a monthly basis, right? Mm -hmm. So what happens then is, regardless of how you felt about it and how upset you were and how determined that this is wrong, you did it. Mm -hmm. it happened. You managed you still managed to pay all your bills. You managed to this. You had maybe had to make a few cutbacks, but you know you maybe few hairs went white, and and that's it. But you still managed. But what mm -hmm. happened? The government just raised trillions of euros. They just mm -hmm. raised trillions of euros, right? And they know that that money is going to be there. Why? Because you have to pay it first. So mm -hmm. if we take that and impose it, instead of having the government impose that on us, let's take that idea and impose it on ourselves. So number yes. one, no, if I know that I really want to have this money, I need to do it first. Otherwise, if I wait till the end, I'm going to get the trickles and the crumbs, right? Mm -hmm. So if I want yeah. to so follow the strategy, pay e system, get it before they get paid in their bank account, right? Mm -hmm have it be your first like you said you know you just that chunk of money you know it was fixed on the fixed day of every month it went boom into you yourself yeah. so do that and even for i do yeah, <laughs> i know and I say to the rest of the world you know <laughs> people we know do. and um you know so 
so continue continue doing that uh -huh. for those who kind of like i can't afford to put another 10 percent away because i'm stretched i believe you you are stretched we're all yeah. stretched. I, I believe you you are definitely stretched but if the government imposed it you would do it and you would still manage so what I what I'm suggesting to you and what I urge you to do is force it upon yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Moan about it, bitch and moan about it if you want loudly, slow, you know, in your mind, however you want to do it, do it, but force it on yourself and do it because you will just thank your, your future self, right? You will just thank yourself like, because it means that instead of the, and the government's going to do it, aren't they? They're increasing always, you know, yeah. and, never in line with the salary increase in fact the yeah. gap is so so wide um so impose it on yourself right mm -hmm. so but I also ask for sorry Rashida but just while you're speaking about that as well you know like ask for pay rises yes and you know what this so, is like I always say a spending planner or building wealth it, it's the spending part of it is half of it like that's yeah. the bit that you know when I said it's maintenance like you just got to do it deal with it find your pattern of spending and then let it automate right yeah. and then you should be focusing on now how do I increase my income because mm -hmm. really the only way to build that wealth is to keep increasing your income right you yeah. don't want to spend your life managing your money you want to spend your life finding new avenues to grow yes. and increase income so yes that is a huge part of like you know how how, how do I do this so and there's I mean, a lot of people doing side hustles as well Rashida to increase that income but I also think that employers are getting away with a lot of things where people shouldn't have to do a side hustle mm -hmm. if they're doing adequate work you know and doing good work in an employment field that has the ability to increase their wage you and know you've got to have those conversations though yeah and we should encourage that like you know like so spend some time thinking about how can I make this approach with my employer right yeah. and there's no employer that can deny a conversation if you can add value to them Yes. Right. So, you know, you have to just think of ways. How can I add more value to this company? How can I add more value? Whether it fits within your realm of job description, like be innovative, right? Find something else that you know you can also be doing to add more value, right? How, yeah. how can I reduce costs or how can I increase their income? right now you create that now take that to them and just say look I, I want to be able to do x y and z and you know I always encourage people um when you're going for an interview right mm -hmm. you know there's always this taboo isn't there about do I ask about the money right mm -hmm. yes yeah. ask about the money and you know so I always say look this is the best way I found and the most um corporate friendly let's call it way right so you know you do your research and and um you know and you you have your questions that you want to ask at this interview right mm -hmm. so go in prepared like ask your question get get your book I always say take your book with you take a folder with you don't have it on your phone have it in a in a nice nice book not a scrappy notepad yeah. have it in a nice book I think we're having a visitor here we just have to <laughs> <laughs> yes 
see you get even this right we get this to uh, working from home you know yeah and and look they know what to say go and get it for me Joe. i'll i'll fix it <laughs> now she's gonna have to come and say right you know, so we're in that moment. Do we say, oh, I'm so sorry that she's interrupted us? Or do we no. just... Oh, it's fine. This is what real life is. Hi. Hey, gorgeous. Hi. Hello. So she's used this moment to say, can I have some white chocolate? Oh, yeah. And because <laughs> we're in the middle of this, I'm going to say what? Yes. <laughs> the auntie Stace is going to say what? So, Mama, I need to continue with this okay and impart my wisdom to the world you ask your brother and he'll get your white chocolate okay yeah i love you <laughs> they know when to ask right and, and so right so where we so i was saying so you know it's a huge part of uh -huh building of that so go in with your book and have your questions and have money be part of that yes right? have money be part of that so you know and and have like what you want from that you know so I always sort of say look ask your questions and say look one of the questions that you know whether they ask you this question or not what motivates you some employers do ask you that don't mm -hmm. shy away from saying money motivates you and for those of you saying yeah, yes. but money doesn't motivate you Ask yourself again, honey or uh, honey, sir, you know, yeah. yes, it does, because it might not be the physical cash, but ask yourself, if they gave you more, um, what would you do with that, right? And mm -hmm. if they said, look, you know, you're going in for this position and we're prepared to pay you an extra 5% because we want you. Mm -hmm. going to say, oh, no, money doesn't motivate me you're going to be a little more motivated to do a good job there. So yeah. um, I don't believe you when you say, you know, money doesn't motivate you. Yes, it does. Just ask yourself it in a different way and find, yes. find the yes, because it does. So whether they ask you or not, ask you, say to yourself, like let, let them know this and say, look, you know, I just want to uh, bring up like career progression or whatever. You've got to say you, that you want to add value. You can't just say I demand X, Y, and Z, right? Why mm. should one do that? And, you know, and, and I know like, you know, for you going for a position and they say, you know, it's between this salary and this salary, you always want the higher end or you kind yeah. of say, well, you know what, if I, I'll ask for the middle you know, but you never want the lower end. You'd be unhappy with that, right? Yeah. So, so I always go higher than the middle. Yeah, a little bit, right? But you don't want to yeah. go too high because you're like, oh, you yeah, you gotta to have that wiggle room. Yeah, exactly. And but you know, you deserve that higher amount. But we don't ask for it because we don't want to be seen as too really? money motivated, yes. right? So you don't have to be seen as too money motivated, but you can be motivated by money, right? So you can say, look. I know I'm worth the top. I know I, I can bring that value that deserves that. But I'm prepared yeah. to go. I want to go in at this because I want to prove that to you. I want you to know that too, right? Yeah. 
I want you to know that too. So that's always a good thing to squeeze into that interview. So when it mm -hmm. comes to them, you know, if that finance didn't come up in the conversation and they at the, right at the end, you're thinking, shall I ask, you know, what was it, what not? Um, start with that and just say, look, well, one of the things I wanted to talk about was, you know, what motivates me and have two or three things that motivate you and just say, look, one of the things that really motivate me and I know when, when I'm in that environment, I get so much more done and I add so much more value and I want to add so much more value mm -hmm. is whatever those things are right and make sure money is in there and you know just say like career whether it's career progression or you know an increase in in salary I want to build up that you know I want to go up that career ladder like I want these positions I want to be uh, what's your ideal salary like you know ideally in in a few years time or five years time whatever it is those years I'd mm. like to see myself at this salary, you know. So one yeah. of the things that really motivates me is financial progression. You don't have to mm. save the money. How nice is that? Financial progression. It sounds really nice, doesn't it? Yeah, that's very really nice. corporate friendly. So yeah, in you know what really motivates me is financial progression. I want financial progression. I want career progression. You know, and I want yeah. to be in a nice environment. Like I'm just telling you what my three are, right? I want to be, and I say career progression. I, I want like skill based progression. I want personal development. Yes, that's actually what it is, as opposed to career progression. Mm -hmm. um, I, I want personal development. I want, I want you know, financial progression. Um, and I want to be in an environment, in a friendly environment, where you offer flexibility. Like you know if my kid is something or another um I want to be able to do that like and it, you know I don't mean oh because they got sick and I need to take the day off no like if they've got a sports day oh, I want to go to their sports day like you know I pray regularly and you know when when it's prayer time I, I'd like to have 10 minutes just to go in a room and and, and pray yeah you know, on a Friday I'd like to take an extended lunch if I need to that's what motivates me if I'm in an environment where it's the you know I've got this do you think I'm going to give less or more more 100% so, no brainer right yeah so, you know that's a really good point that you know your a lot of your focus needs to be on making money mm -hmm. not you know managing money yes managing money is a necessity so it's one of those things do it, do it the right way, and then get on with it. And, and you asked me, what's that right way? So back to that, the first thing, pay yourself first. And how to do that is that mindset shift of, I'm going to impose myself a tax, right? So yeah. first expense is savings. And then you break that savings down, right? Like my emergency fund, my short-term savings, my medium-term savings, my long-term savings, right? Mm -hmm. You might think, gosh, how can I put money in all of those? Put one euro if you have to. Just make sure yes. you've got all the tabs, right? Yeah. And build it up. Put 10 euros. Put, you know, stop having that coffee every single morning. Like, bring it from home and put that five euros in, in for example. Yeah. Right? Or pounds. Uh, or pounds. <laughs> <laughs> or pounds or dirhams or dollars. We, we kind of, yeah. All currencies apply. All currencies apply. And um, so that's the first that's it. even having a traditional money box, you know, and like any, you know, because obviously we're going more digital age, but a lot of people tend to still get change in their pockets. 
you know so popping that change into a money box you know whenever you get involved then if you've got let them manage what's in the money box so Uh they can keep a tally okay what i've got in there is you know is there that's what we do with our our kids you know they they their own tally and they're six and three you know yeah um and and they've already distinguished between a coin and a note so somehow they've got notes and they call it big money and coins you know love so, it so they they learn very quickly so yeah so back back to that then so you've got okay savings versus your first expense yeah. right and yeah then, um you know and, and then put put in the rest of your stuff put in like your your utilities whatever they are right so you've got your yeah. whole related to home um, and impact says what I can do is I'm, I could share that with you and if you want to keep it uh, put it up somewhere where it's available if anybody yeah, absolutely wants, we can put it in the show notes um if anybody wants to download it they, they yeah. can. it's just a, a, as I said a, a, a planner right brilliant yeah and, and we're back <laughs> so keeping it real on Stacey's podcast <laughs> So some of the things you said about me and my budget and and for me, there's a few things that I always try, they kind of mean a lot to me, would be travel, catching up with friends and my own personal fitness. So for me, this past month has been about investing back into things that I love doing you know so like reformer Pilates reformer I did it in Dubai all the time and so finally there's a studio that's close by to me that does it so it makes it so much more accessible and it's just a little bit of me time but it is costly so Mm -hmm. I need to then obviously make sure that I can afford it for one and then you know it's like I'm saying yes to that, so I'll rein in what else I need to rein in, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know. But my life in my twenties isn't what it is as I go into my forties, if that makes sense either, you know. So I'm not partying like I was in my twenties, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not in that Dubai brunch scene anymore, you know. So I think again when your life changes and that lifestyle it's making lifestyle choices yeah you know and that's the continuation of 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 your money matters right it's not a one-time event it's Uh like ongoing conversation because life keep changing keep evolving and Mm -hmm. you know you you prioritize things differently um, you know, those who have families have to prioritize in a different way. Um, when they when the kids get older, then it's it's different. When you change jobs, when you it's it's just life is in session, and yes. you know, and it will just continue um, this change. So, as I said, you know, you don't do this one time. You're constantly doing and reviewing and mm-hmm. adjusting to the things. And if you keep that focus, like, what do I want to say yes to? If yeah. I want, really want to say yes to that, what is it that I have to say no to, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and that's a good question to start with, to say, like, what are those things? So, you know, back to that exercise, I always say, look, do it three times, mm-hmm. the same thing. So the first time, what you're going to do is you're going to write down all the things like all the amounts that you want to put down to each of these things, yeah. right? 
So how much do you want to be saving? How much do you want to put to this? How much do you want to put to your travel? How much do you want? So put things like all your home expenses, you know, whatever that is, um, utilities and all those things put all transport expenses whatever that is whether they're you know and think of things like oh do I do I also use taxi once in a while do what what about my car what about and most importantly include expenses that aren't don't just come out monthly so for example your car like maintenance ask yourself um okay roughly you know once a year or twice a year I spend x y and z and then divide it by 12 right so that one of the keys to this exercise is to put a monthly expense down so even Mm -hmm. if that expense doesn't come out on a monthly basis kind of put a figure to it if it comes out nicely like you know car okay once a year maybe I do a service and there's this and there's this and there's that and then you know that probably in a year divide by 12 is that same with travel right ask yourself from now until next summer the end of next summer what are my travel plans well I want to do a big holiday and maybe a little small holiday maybe a little staycation somewhere yeah total them all up divide them by 12 and say well actually this is how much I need to be putting away towards travel right so you know you mentioned things that you you want to always call them like self-care you know whatever that is so make sure you include all of those self-care things fitness well-being uh, books you might buy personal development courses all those kind of things um also think about uh you know other forms of well-being like charity a lot of people give to charity yeah not necessarily give it you know on a monthly basis but they might kind of give it here and there so think to yourself well when I give it here and there it's roughly about this much every few months and then so over a year it's kind of like this or every month it's about x amount right yeah um think of any debts you have any cards any loans car loan finance and think on finance include that dress you bought when you've got free payments to pay you know so it's things like that um include any balance that's left on owing mm-hmm. on a credit card even after every month when you start to pay just portions of it um so you know including there in in debt so you've got your savings you've got any home related any transport related any well-being related mm-hmm. and then go to your entertainment so like how much do you spend on food do you do weekly shop do you fortnightly like again round it off give it a monthly figure uh, what about going out eating out here and there what about lunch at work or you know mm-hmm. that, that drink after work or that you know the coffee during wherever you know so think of it during your weekday and then think of the weekends right so on weekend you know we go out twice a month we eat out twice a month every week whatever that is you kind of like work it out okay we do this we might take kids out bowling we do something with kids at least once every month or what whatever is your thing again work it all out like roughly on a monthly basis we kind of spending this right Mm -hmm. so then you just ask yourself is there anything else like is there anything else right Mm -hmm. um and you know like one of the things that that um you have to consider abroad are things like visas and those kind of things if you have if you have your own business um you should be doing your business expenses um separately but if you know anything comes out of your personal money like Mm -hmm. licensing and anything like that then add include any of those business expenses that you are covering from personal money 
right? Mm -hmm. And then again, ask yourself anything else. If you've got children, ask yourself like what else, things like other shopping, I would say, clothes. Um, so again, under self-care, this would come. So think about clothes. You might not shop weekly, monthly for clothes, uh, electrical goodies, you know. Mm -hmm. Again, average it out. Maybe you say every few months I spend probably about this much. Um, so every month I'm spending this much. So again, keep oh, asking. Beauty as well. Pardon? Beauty treatments and things. Yeah, beauty treatments, yeah. whatever that is. Because I remember at one, at one point when I was like keeping myself on track with my budget and and having my nails done every week I was like right maybe I have to go every two weeks and, and, that, and you can only yeah. see when you're conscious because you, yeah. you oh we want to say yes to that that means I'm gonna to have to give somewhere well you know what I'm quite happily as joyful as doing it every two weeks as every week yeah realize how you're spending right yes. so it's again back to the such important word level of consciousness it's conscious yes. spending right mm -hmm. so yes beauty treatments all of the, those things um add in there um and and then i would say after all of that stick in another amount which is just miscellaneous it's the things yeah. that come up that don't come up every month that come yeah. up every month but it's something different, something new. There's always something, right? So keep, put a small amount in that's like just whatever it is, it, it comes up. And if it doesn't come up one month, it will come up, two things will come up the next month, right? Yeah. Put that. And remember I said savings. So savings was at the top. Your, your breakdown of savings was emergency funds, short-term savings, medium-term and long-term, right? And mm -hmm. you might, you know, maybe we do a podcast once on things like saving because you, you then... Yeah you know you don't call it medium term you call it you know my children's education or my yeah, yeah. right um so for emergency make sure you put a budget for that as well because miscellaneous is where people trip up miscellaneous and emergency right remember when i said the system falls down they get into bad debt because something gives mm. and they don't have the emergency fund they don't have yeah. room in their budget to count for that and that's yeah system falls down and that's when people get into debt and yeah. then the cycle of debt and before you know it it's a mountain of debt and as you know some people they end up being bankrupt you know and, and this yeah. is an awful emotionally wrecking yeah. period of time and quite traumatic you know when you when you go through things like that so mm -hmm. you know so make sure you, you differentiate between that and put in like as I said the first time you're going to do it, this exercise because we want to do it three times is put in the amounts that you really would want to spend like you think you know what yes um, oh, I want to be able to go on holiday three times a year I want to be able to go two times I want to be able to go at least once some people aren't able to go you know so put yeah. that. so now what you're going to do is you, you're creating your actually your goal for your future income because you mm -hmm. know for me to live the lifestyle I actually want when you total that up you'll say I need to earn this much on a monthly basis yes now, now you're folk you're conscious of well actually being so specific instead of saying yeah I really don't need an increase in income well how much do you really need right yeah. and now you can start asking yourself a better question and say how can I what do I need to do how can I start growing myself into this income so now yeah. you know this is how much income I want 
So now the second time you're going to do it, you're going to repeat the exercise, but now put down actually what you're spending. Actual right. amounts, right? So you might want to put in savings, but maybe you're not putting anything at all, right? You might have yeah. so put down everything that is actual, right? Yeah. Uh, all the same expenses, everything. Now you'll be able to see one, are your expenses more than your income and for many people when they you know when they're in this situation it's more they don't see they get by because those expenses remember aren't coming out monthly yes. so kind of like it it, it gets hidden in mm -hmm. the time they're due but what's happening is their expenses are actually more so they end up saving but then they end up having to use up their savings because something came up so they get yeah. so frustrated. I save, I save, save, and then something always comes up. It's because yeah. you don't have a budget for the thing that's going to come up. So don't avoid the thing that's going to come up because it's going to come up. Yeah. It's in session, something's going to come up, right? So yeah. just anticipate it. Anticipate it because it, it's going to come up, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you do that again. So you use it as information. And one tip I would give is keep your emotions at bay, like, move your criticism, your self-judgment, your, your anxiety and your depression around, around the judgments of what you see, just mm -hmm. be truthful to yourself and say, look, if I want to get where I want to get and I need to be earning this income, I need to just see where I'm at, right? Yeah. So put your emotions and almost, I, I remember you know, saying to some people and even to myself sometimes, say, like, I talk to them my emotions and say, right, emotions i'm hearing you i'm hearing you getting a bit stiffed up here and starting to argue with your husband now stop put your emotions aside and just look at this from a neutral perspective what yeah. is just facts right mm -hmm. we're spending this much not why am i spending this much or why did you spend this much on that? Or how much have you spent you know you're just wasting money not these kind of things yeah right I know you're there, emotions. I want you to just pop yourself in this beautiful Gucci bag and stand outside and wait there until I'm done and I'll call you back in, right? Yeah. So literally depart yourself from, from, from that because then what happens, it becomes a different conversation. Mm -hmm. And really the objective is what are the facts? Mm -hmm. And then the solution is the third time. Right. So the third time you're going to do this is you're going to find where can I start? And it doesn't need to be in the middle because it might not be feasible. It might be just yeah. itching from where you are right now. But mm -hmm. what you want to do is make sure that the, the needle is pointing in the right direction. Yeah. So it's like, right. Realistically, where can I start? So now you have to answer the question, what do I need to say no to so I can say yes to this? Mm -hmm. and you keep asking yourself that question I want to say yes to this what do I need to say no to I want to say yes to this what do I need to say no to right mm -hmm. and find your from next month this is what I'm going to do and then say to yeah. yourself for the next three months or or six months because if you think about it most people are getting paid weekly monthly so yeah. it's only three cycles right yeah Maybe if you're getting paid weekly, you could keep it at three months and then it's like, you know, um, four, eight, 12 cycles, right? Yeah. So, so you, you kind of do it, let's say, for three cycles or six cycles. Um, and, and so you find your pattern because mm -hmm. you might need to be a little bit of trial and error for the first two or three cycles because you might think, well, I think right. I 
that, but actually I spend a little bit more. Yeah. Adjusting. Until you find some figure that you say, right, this is what I can stick to. And then yes. stick to it for the next three to six months and just go yeah. with it. You don't need to think anymore. Let me just do this. Let me just do this. Let me just do this. And yeah. then three months down the line or six months down the line, go back to it and say, right, where am I at? How did I do this? What did I do? Because mm -hmm. whilst you're not thinking about that, you can start thinking about how do I increase my income? Because now I've got an income goal. Yeah. Right? yeah. So with this strategy, I have found it's been the most helpful to people across the board as to whatever situation they're in. It's so yeah. crucial. Get this bit right and your cycle right. It clears your mind for you to be able to make then good financial decisions because you want to focus on how do I grow the money I'm saving remember yeah. we need to move away from managing our money that, mm -hmm. that can be like a, a three times a year event mm -hmm. not a, a 24 hour focus yeah focus should be on being with our families growing our, our opportunities like on, on expanding our lives by yes. joyful experiences you know and, and things we are aspiring to and wherever we want to get to so yeah. this bit needs to be done and, and as I said it's you know I found it's the most important strategy when this is done right finance becomes so much easier and then that investing part and the thing that you think is so complicated that also then becomes easy yeah and that's it, it it's taken away that stress element to it because I think a lot of people don't do it because they think it's going to add some more stress to it if that makes sense because when they're hit with it factually then that involves a bit of work but actually doing the work mm -hmm. is going to pay off mm -hmm. you know it's going to put you in a better frame of mind it's going to put you in a better financial position mm -hmm. and it's also going to again make you more conscious about what you're actually spending and then what you're actually saying yes to, what you're wanting to say yes to, and, and having the availability to do so. Yes. And it, it's that mindset shift, isn't it? Right at the beginning, we said it's all like, what's in here? Yeah. It's how do you feel about something? And, you know, so again, it's it's wordplay, I always say, you mm -hmm. know, instead of sort of saying, right, we need to do our finances. It's like, oh, okay, we need to do our finances. Or... You know, let's start designing our life. Let's let's start, you know, looking at what how we want to live, uh, you know, yeah. ourselves and what we want for ourselves and our family. Yeah. You know, I want to just mention one thing here because I, I touched on it and then we moved on. It's such a big part of finances is when you are in a in a um, not necessarily even a joint income household, but when when you have a partner at home. Uh, whether you are joint income, whether one of you are working and the other one is not, do your finances, do your designing your life, do your money matters together. Right? There's so many books out there. Like one of my favorites is David Bark. He says, um, couples mm -hmm. who um, do money together, stay together, uh, get rich. Uh, um, Oh, I've forgotten the title of it. Well, David Bark is the author. He does a lot of things on couples and money. His thing is do money together and you stay together. Because, you know, it's, again, one of the, the top reasons for marital breakups is money. So let's Dude. not go around the bush. And I, 
on your marriage. And again, I, I think that's a different podcast entirely. And I think we should definitely do that. But yeah, because I hear, I mean, in our household with with mom and dad as our parents, like growing up, you know, at times, you know, dad was the main um, breadwinner. Like, so, but basically all of the income that came into the house was the house and mom then managed that. Mm. Like, so every time dad came in, he would be like, here you go, you know, and then the house was managed, the utilities, everything was managed, the food, the everything. So that's like fine to system together, but you both be part of that because yes. really, if you think about it, it's not about finance. It's really how do you, what do you want for your family? What do you want for your unit? What do you yes. want as a couple? right uh-huh. but again whatever family dynamic you're in if it's just the mm-hmm. two of you or you have a family like what is it that you want so instead of, and and you know without going into that subject because like you said it is a podcast in its own it's a, it's a huge yeah. on its own um but the tip I can give to you now is you know definitely do these to things together regardless of who makes those decisions like one of you might be better at managing the money the other one might be better at making investment choices like whatever it is just do those things together so you both know what's happening and instead of saying to yourselves um you know and again most couples don't do it together because they don't want to talk about money because it just creates an argument and Mm -hmm. you know and 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 it and it does because again it's highly emotionally charged right Mm -hmm. so instead of saying let's do our finances let's do our budgeting or we need to talk about money you know create a time where you say to yourself let's sit down and really look at like what do we want you know for for ourselves and our family you know how do we want to design our lives because when you do that together and 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 that's a conversation both party wants to be part of right yeah be part of the we need to talk about money conversation you're already thinking oh god we're gonna have an argument tonight you know so you know so be part of the what do we want for our lives what do we want you know how do we want to do this because yes. the money part is we just need to align the way we spend so we can do this right yes. and when you're both party to this conversation you get to hear each other like you know i i really want um, you know, my husband really wants to continue doing some self-development courses. And, you know, and like, like you said, you know, there's a cost to those things. So we have to factor those things into the way that we we spend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I want to do, do a course where, um, you know, the monthly contribution actually goes to charity. So no matter how, you know, and that means something to me in terms of what, what it is. So we need to discuss that. So I want to make sure that, you know, that's part of, Yes. The way that, that we spend, you know, we want to provide this for the kids or we want to have at least, you know, any, you know, or something like he'll say, you know, I need to know I've just got X amount for me to spend on whatever I want. Like, I don't want you to monitor, you know, because you could get a little bit overpowering sometimes <laughs> I'll tell you, as in the royal us, you know. And, you know, so it's important to him to have a, 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 an amount of money that is not counted for. Like, I can't say, you know. Well, what did you spend that on? You know, and that's yes. important. So we have to include that. So yeah. again, without going into the broader subject of couples and finance, um, I would say, you know, the, the tip I would leave you with is do it together and be party to those conversations because all it is about is about how do you want to design your life together and use words 
that want you to be part of the conversation not you know detract you and already build up this armor of having a fight with one another Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and I think even it comes back to having those conversations before marriage you know and making sure that your core values and everything are aligned and you understand your partner's relationship with finances as well as with everything else that is I I was just going to say sorry I'm interrupting I would say what's important there says is before marriage or even during marriage like don't judge you know like because and try not because we do we do judge like you know so you just catch yourself Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know so there could be conversations like you know you know how like how do you see your your future like like, what do you see for us you know um you know what are things like uh, you know in terms are you a are you a spender or a saver you know that's a good question like just to know like oh you know no I save a lot or I spend a lot instead of having to find that out you know, yes. because they, you know that about each other. So they become more generic, if you like, questions about more about um, money behavior. Yes. You know? um, and, and you know, I suppose you'd already know, um, maybe some people do or some people don't like the, the you know, the way that, that your partner like grew up, like who's in their family, like are they part of their part of their family or not, you know, and um, what their parents do, what their families do, you mm-hmm. know, because a lot of our money behavior and a lot of money psychology is determined by the way we we have grown up. Yeah. Right? So, you know, you, you, you could want to know some conversations around, you know, how did you grow up? Like, you know, how did you grow up about, what did you learn about money? How did you grow up? How did money feature in, in your house? You know, and it might mm-hmm. be like, well, we never talked about it, you know, you know, and you might realize, oh, well, they also don't want to talk about it, right? Yeah. So then you, you need to educate each other as to how you can talk about it. Yes. So and that's with like everything, not just finances, but I think a lot of the ta- the breakdowns in relationships comes down to communication, you know, so it's where we're not communicating with one another, what our needs or wants are. And, you know, finances, like you say, can be a huge, huge obstacle um, in relationships, marriages, you know, so and it causes huge stresses. Globally, it's the number yeah. one reason for divorce. So, yeah. you know, it's like don't be part of the statistic you know there are strategies and ways and again levels of consciousness that we need to and and if I can say like what what's the biggest skill it's practicing consciousness yeah practicing consciousness in whatever area of 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 life so look you know I would finish with this I I would say look you know finances again is something that's crucial to our lives you know it's part of the economics of of how we design and build our life Mm -hmm. so you know as with as I started right at the beginning as with the foundation of taking care of your health as with the foundation of taking care of your relationships your spiritual elevation you know so do those three things um and you you'll find success in life regardless of when your life is is going to end right Mm -hmm. regardless of whether you reach old age or not 
you're, you're yeah. always going to be living in fulfillment and you know money is one of those things that traditionally it's not been spoken about mm-hmm. it's been this silent killer for decades and now yeah. it's so prevalent because it's so now out in the open you know it's so, mm-hmm. so out in the open that the conversations are there but we've got like you know oh you know I grew up talking about money like and this is the new generation you know you know it's like I want more and I want more of it and I want it now and I'm gonna build 10 billion businesses and go on Instagram and you know and and build 20 trillion followers and make millions and millions amazing you know so they have an abundance mindset of money is not needed they just need to make it right yeah then you know you've got where money's never talked about but you know there's financial struggle all the time so mm-hmm. one there's financial struggle and silence and then the other there's vocal but um, limited financial literacy and financial management mm-hmm. so it's combining and really nourishing those conversations and and, and becoming um financially well not you know from yeah. mindset having a good financial mindset um mm-hmm. and uh, and having that abundant mindset as well do you know what i mean yeah. like our families and parents they they had good habits you know yes. that they, they were able to do they they were great at being consistent where yeah. we fail today is that we say for five minutes and then and then we we rest for for uh, a month and then we say it again for five minutes and we wonder why we don't ha- have why we're not where we want to be yeah and then the future generation their their expectation um you know is not about just getting by it's about the luxury life like that is the the expectation yes so we've got a whole array of mindsets but what what comes together you know underneath or what lies beneath that thread that is under everything is Mm -hmm. you know um conscious spending it's like you know conscious spending yeah um, having you know budgeting right like creating that conscious way of spending what do I want to say yes to what am I, what do I need to say no to so having that level of of management mm-hmm. um, and then the other I would say is the mind frame part is knowing what is success for you not like what the world tells you you've got to have you know 20 trillion followers and and x level of income yeah that's not what is success no because you know if that and that might be part of your success so you you have to write that story right like what is for me and the best way I found is saying to yourself if it was my last hour right now what is it that I want to say what do I want to say to say that I've lived you know a, a great life and and I, I, in fact I want to finish with this and I remember one time like I'm addicted to motivational speakers I'll see them all over the world and one time I saw um Robin Sharma and he wow. wrote the monk who sold his Ferrari right one of my faves yeah and he said one time so he started his his whole talk uh with this and he said God, I wish I can remember it properly now which I don't ruin, ruin, ruin it with missing part of the story. So he said that his father once told him, he said, son, when you were born, um, you, you came out crying and we rejoiced, right? And as babies do, babies come out crying, right? Because when yeah. you were born, you came out crying and, and, and we rejoiced. And um, 
and he said when when you pass away he said you rejoice and let us cry right wow. and you know this really and i saw this years ago and i heard this and i was right there in front of him and, and i was blown away and i had to say it to myself a few times right so he's like saying you know when you when you, when it's your time of death you rejoice you're really like I, I I lived my life I did the best I can you might not have got everything you wanted you might never even achieved everything you wanted yeah you, you did the best you can you you created so many things so many memories you you yes you fell to the ground and you got back up and you made mistakes and, and then you you had successes and celebrations and failures all of those things right mm -hmm. be in a state of rejoicing at any time right and mm -hmm. let others mourn you let uh, uh, others you know because that means then you you've left that 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 mark you yeah you've left that legacy you've yeah. really legacy and you know when some of the greatest people that have ever lived on this planet are still um passing on their wisdom and mm -hmm. you know and they're no longer here and they've not been here for for hundreds of years you know and tens and decades whatever it is so really define for yourself like what success really means and it's not just about I got to do this is I got to be this yeah. and I got to spend time with the with these people yeah and and for me that is what is financial success or whatever financial means you need to get yourself into that position of rejoicing that's for me is true financial success beautiful love it. it was a good finish wasn't it I was like, oh, that, yeah. was like, that in my book <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true but great note to finish on thank you so much Rashida and I didn't even like tell everyone at the start because I'm sure they got it midway that we've known each other for years yeah <laughs> so, like I I was calculating in my head. It's about thirteen years that we've known each other. I think, isn't it? I th yeah, about thirteen That's years. Cool. And honestly, and like, may continue. I know. Well, I think we're past that, isn't it? Like seven years or something. Friendship. If you get past seven or eight years, lifelong. So yeah. I think we're lifelong <laughs> um but yeah so thank you so much I wanted to tell everyone as well you do have your book Millionaire Mindset which is six steps to a wealthy life so I'll put it in the show notes as well that they can um go and purchase it online and we'll also get the spending planner linked on there as well so that people can have a go at that and yeah so thank you so so much okay. and I can't wait to do more with you because I think this has just been the start we've gone through so much and yeah I think hopefully that has given everyone a little bit more food for thought around their finances and it can help benefit them in making some steps to conscious spending I hope so. And for, you know, everybody who listens to this, I, I really, really wish you like an abundance of wealth, not just in your money matters, but really in every single area of your life.
Thank you so much, Rashida. Honestly, it's been a pleasure. And I'm sure we'll talk for another hour once yeah. <laughs> I come offline. But thank you so, so much. And for everybody listening, I'll put all the information about Rashida in the show notes so that you can go and follow her on Instagram and keep in touch with what she's up to. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, I would be so grateful if you could take some time to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast for future episodes. This helps keep you up to date with future releases, whilst also growing the podcast so that others can find it. Take care and see you all again soon.